All right. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Are you ready? So ready. Trey, are you ready? Wait, we're starting? <laughs> okay. Question number one. Um, how was your life before you got saved? I was in church pretty much my whole life. That was all I knew. It was never a question where I'd be at Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, and then like setting up for Bible school, just other stuff that people do during church, youth trips, all that stuff. I've always been there, always helped out. I had battled uh, conviction, I'd say, from the time I was maybe 11 or 12 until I got saved at 15. didn't even know that I was technically under conviction, but whenever I walked in that night, there was just something different. Yeah. Like something that was missing that needed to be filled like a void in my heart that needed to be filled but little did i know like an hour later i was gonna get saved Mm -hmm. okay um how has he changed your life like what do you did you notice an external change internal change like Mm, really both and my pastor says it a lot now i think he said it a few weeks ago sunday morning but Mm -hmm. if a christian whether he gets saved or just get rights with god or whatever if you clean up on the inside, you'll clean up on the outside. That's true. So, That's good. So, man, when I got saved, there was a change for a while. I didn't really have a whole lot of discipleship, but I, I knew a pretty good bit. So I just started reading a couple of epistles, maybe, uh, the Gospels, just, just really the new. And I would say that was, it was a night and day difference. I mean, I wasn't out drinking i wasn't smoking i wasn't living in fornication or anything but i mean i was just as lost as anybody else was and i it took the same god to save me as it took to save a sinner off the street so really it's just been a complete 180 what is something one main thing that pops up to your head with what is something that you still struggle with with like being a christian thing i still struggle with for a while I struggled pretty bad on changing my music over, which I really didn't do that until I'd say a week before I was called to preach, to be honest. I struggled with that for a while. I mean, I didn't really care for a good bit of the time, but but the Bible says in James chapter 4 in verse 17. Hey, we got scripture. Okay, Trey. Mic I just drop. thought of that. Go off. In James 4, 17, it says, Therefore to him, that knoweth to do good and do it to it not to him it is sin. So mm. in that mm. situation, you're supposed to crucify yourself daily. The flesh is one thing that can overcome. And if you let it, your flesh will outweigh your spirit. So if you don't, if you slip and fall, really, which we all do, we all come short of the glory of God daily, like I said. But to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So really... I mean, getting saved, it makes you want to turn around and do a lot better. But once I read that, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just like I hit another gear or something. Wow. That's awesome. You said you talked about how you got called to preach. Mm-hmm. When was that? I got saved January 14th of 2022, but January 16th of 2022 is when I... No, uh, 2023, my bad. A year and two days, not just two days. Boom, shakalaka. Okay. All right. Topic time. Topic time. Okay, Harley, what is our topic? Our our topic today is alcohol. And 
Is it good? Is it bad? Is it a sin? Is it not a sin? What does the Bible say about it? Yes, what does yes. Jesus say about it? What does God say about it? Whatever your question is for alcohol, just is it a sin to drink alcohol? To drink. Keyword, drink, drink. alcohol. To take a sip, to take a gulp, to take a swish. <laughs> Like it, you know, <laughs> whatever you prefer <laughs> to cook with it. Oh yes, Trey. How do, yes. how do we feel? What are your thoughts on drinking alcohol? Drinking alcohol. Okay. What are your three thoughts? Like before we get into any kind of Bible verses, like what what would you say? Just my morals, myself, yeah. my own no scripture. Yep. I believe alcohol is bad for sure i i believe nothing good comes from alcohol whatsoever nothing comes bad i mean you we can all sit here all three of us and just tell about stories whether you've heard or things that you know can happen consequences from drinking alcohol and then not one of us can tell the single good thing that comes out of it so maybe the drinking itself is in taking a sip may not be a sin but there is a lot of sin that comes with drinking the alcohol. Agreed. Okay, so yeah, so that's that's how I am. That's, okay. Yeah, that's pretty I much think that's how me and Harley are. That's yeah. we're all the same. We none of us like alcohol. We think it's all wrong, but biblically taking a sip as Trey taking one enunciated drink is technically not a sin. That is true. Here's our proof. Whenever I first looked into this, I found Ephesians five verse eighteen. And that says, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit or the Spirit or Holy Ghost, whatever you want to call them. Some spirit. Um, Proverbs 20, verse 1 says, wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. And then you can go into Proverbs 23, verse 20, and Isaiah 5, verse 22, and I should have had these pulled up earlier. But they're pretty much talking about drinking alcohol. Proverbs 23, verse 20 talks about being a wine bender. Isaiah 5, verse 22 talks about how people used to take drink wine as like a medicine like for their stomach. Right. Um, so after reading all those verses and everything, uh, one big conclusion that I kind of came to was um, we are not to be controlled by anything except God. So whether that's drinking, smoking, being delusional, um, but that's pretty much the conclusion I kind of came to um, mm -hmm. based off those verses. And I just kind of went with like alcohol is not evil, but it's what people do with it. Right. So I agree with Harley, but like what is doing it for me is the every verse you can find about alcohol all goes back to being drunk. Yes. All verses do not say that wine is the problem or we say wine because that's usually what the bible uses but a strong drink alcohol what we yeah, call it i don't it. think they had like jack daniels liquor <laughs> just give me a bite then. why don't you <laughs> um but white claws <laughs> for real so like like the proverbs 20 chapter 20 verse 1 that's like a really really popular verse the wine is a mocker but wine is a mocker i like went into that because being that's like the most popular verse i wanted to know how to like talk about it you know what i mean so according to google that verse is just talking about you will make a fool out of yourself if you're drunk and you know that if you've seen someone drunk you will know that like they just like they don't have control and they make a fool of themselves they mock themselves all this stuff 
Trey is holding up yeah, the Trey's verse got it. <laughs> Thank you, Trey. Um, so, like, it says whoever is deceived thereby is not wise. So, like, you know what I mean? That's not talking about the wine. But that is talking about, like, just how you look when you're drunk. Like, you're just completely making a fool of yourself. And then in Genesis 9, chapter 9, um, I think it's about, like, 20 through 26 or something like that. But it talks about Noah, how Noah got drunk and it affected his family. So, that's all going back to being drunk and not having control. And it hurt his family. It harmed his family. So, that's all of these Bible verses that I have all go back to being drunk. And then it goes to addiction. Maybe you don't get drunk a lot, but you're still addicted. And then you have Proverbs 25, verse 28 that talks about addiction. So, like... If you get addicted to wine, just like you get addicted to anything else, maybe sugar or whatever. Nicotine. Yeah, stuff like that. That is a sin. So maybe you don't get drunk and you're like, oh, well, I'm not getting drunk. So it's fine. But if you are addicted, you have to have a glass of wine every night. You have to have a beer on this, this, and this. And if you don't and you get out of your routine and you have a problem, that is like being addicted. And all addiction is sin, according to the Bible. Yes. And kind of taking it on that toll of addiction, personal experience, um... I gave, like, in my testimony and stuff at camp about how, like, I did vape and everything like that. Right. And I did that for. Hold on, folks. She's counting. <laughs> With her fingers. <laughs> loading, loading. <laughs> Seven years-ish? Something like that? Like, ever since my freshman year of high school. So, however long that was, that was a hard thing to do was quit. And, like, I told myself, I think at one point I told myself, I was like, okay. I'm not going to do anymore. Like, I promised God and everything. Like, okay, I'm done. And I went over to a friend's house, and she had it. And I was, like, sitting. I was literally fighting in my head back and forth. I was, like, I'm not going to do it. And then I was, like, okay, but it's just one time. It's just one time. I don't have it at home. And then I was, like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I did it. I felt so bad. Like, I cried on the way home because I felt that bad. I was, like, I'm never doing that again. That feels so bad. Like, I promised God something, and then I broke that promise. That hurt my feelings. Wow, Harley. That was my take on addiction. So if you're struggling with addiction in general, trust God. Yeah, and that's the thing is a lot of people do like to turn. I'm, I'm not saying I'm for it at all, but a lot of people do turn like being addicted to alcohol and they preach on alcohol. And if you do this, if you have this much alcohol and you sit there and you drink this much alcohol, you know how bad that is for you and you're harming yourself and you're going to get addicted. But that can be like, for instance, Burger King. If you go to Burger King and you get like three cheeseburgers and then maybe four. A Whopper Junior. For Whopper. real. Like <laughs> that's still harming you. That's going to give you so many health problems if you get addicted to Burger King. Like so people like to turn that around on alcohol, but that is everything. But no, it is still on the alcohol subject. Maybe you don't get drunk, being addicted, all those things are wrong. But wine itself, every verse that I've ever seen about alcohol, I've never found the alcohol being the problem. I've always found what you do with the alcohol. The addiction being the problem. The addiction and the excess, stuff like that. But that's mine. Okay, now to you, Trey. <laughs> now to me. I mean, all right, so the one that I got outside of that is First Peter chapter 5 in verse number 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. So basically, there's so many different like words in here that you can use. And um, a bunch of people, when they study their Bible and they see these words that they may be or may not be familiar with, they think of it as, um, they, just get, just, they just go right over it. They're like, oh, I kind of know what that means. But then when you look it up, like if you find a dictionary somewhere to look up that word, 
and usually it can completely change it around. Like when I first read over that, I was like, okay, so just be sober, be vigilant. Then I looked up the word sober, vigilant, adversary, devour, all that stuff. Like I remember right. learning school, the word devour means to like feed on or something like that. But I read over it and I, I looked it up in vigilant. It means to be completely aware of your surroundings for all danger. And then you have adversary, which is to be like your enemy or opponent. And then devour is in consume or completely tear apart. So when it says be sober, be vigilant to it says be sober or be vigilant is in to completely watch out all your surroundings to Mm -hmm. keep out all danger that may come because your adversary, which is the opponent, your enemy, the devil, the one who is not on your side as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour is in consume. So when you look at a line in this verse, it's comparing the devil to a line. If right. you compare to um, just what it's known for, what a line is labeled for, which is a predator. So when your opponent or your enemy comes around you as a line, he comes around as a predator. So as soon as he sees you not being sober or vigilant, sees you slip and fall, he seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. Is in he will consume you, tear you apart, your flesh will win, and not your spirit. Wow. Good night, Trey. Mind blown. I never thought of that verse like that at all. <laughs> like, for real. Like, I'm just like... All the fireworks that are going off. For, like, I see that verse all the time, and I like... That's like you said, like, I read over it. Like, sober vigilant, check, check. Real talk, even though you already told us that verse already, it, like, re-hit, blew my mind. Yeah, again. like, he just says it so good. Like, he just, just hits gen- the spot. You can use that verse just in general. I was telling Ava, I was like, that's a verse that you can just, like, if somebody says, oh, I have this problem, like, I have an alcohol problem or a meth problem or something that doesn't keep them sober in general. Right. Like, that's a good verse to just use. Anything where you're slipping and falling, if you're not being diligent, He's going to come around right by where you are again, and he's going to use that as bait. Because mm-hmm. the lines, the way they hunt, they did some, I mean, a good percent of the time, they just run up and attack, but sometimes they have some sort of bait laid out. Like they'll hide behind yes. something, and they know that something's going to come right by. So the devil, knowing your temptations, he's been doing this for 6,000 years since Genesis chapter 3. He knows how people work. He knows the different temptations. He knows each and every one of us. He knows our temptations, so he'll basically hide, make you think it's all okay, and as soon as you come in there, you're you're done. I think you need to write all this down and preach on it at camp next year. Please do, or just to me and Harley. Um, okay, so I wrote down three questions that I just feel like you should ask yourself Please. when it comes to alcohol. Mm. Okay, Harley, are you ready for my mm. questions? So ready. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Give me a beat. <laughs> Take the beat away. Okay. <laughs> Okay, number one, do you have an addictive personality? If you are someone that gets addicted to things easily, whatever that may be, that's a real thing. You just have an addictive personality. But not a lot of people know that. Yes. Oh, they refuse the fact. They They're don't. like, no, they I don't. It. I'm not addicted to anything. It's not even a real word, Harley. They are too strong to get addicted to something. Yes. That part. Okay, Trey. Do you yeah. understand... <laughs> Yeah. Do you understand the dangers of alcohol? Like, do you understand how much that can destroy a marriage? That can destroy a family. It can become abusive. You can, like, make a complete and utter fool of yourself. Like, do you, you, it can kill you, like, medically. 
you have to understand the dangers of alcohol. Not even just it can kill you, but you can kill others while being on it drunk. Oh, yes. That that pushes a whole nother button. Yeah, and that alone, if you that fact alone gives me enough to be like, no alcohol. Just that fact alone. Okay, and then lastly, three, do you have alcoholics in your family? So that's like another thing. Like my grandpa and his dad, like they have all struggled with like becoming alcoholics because they have that addictive personality so me my mom my brothers we have all talked about that and we're like hey maybe we shouldn't go there with alcohol just being it is in our family it's a genetic thing that we've become alcohol like people have become alcoholics so that's just something to stay away from and watch out for so that's the three questions i have okay so like i said i kind of touched up on this a minute ago but it, uh, it was pretty big on alcohol, but really just anything. Like I said, how the devil knows how people work. He knows your temptations, and he will he's seeking whomever he may devour. So he always has these thoughts. It's happened to me, both of y'all, everybody listening right now. It happened to everybody walking this earth that the first thought when you come into mind, like Harley said a minute ago about how she was talking, oh, it's only one time. That's, that's what he always says. It's only one time. You're not going to get addicted. It's going to be okay. You'll have fun. It's just this one time. It's not going to hurt anything. You'll be back on back on track tomorrow. Yeah. And then it hits you. And then if you get addicted, I mean, there's just that one simple thought. Game over. Yeah. Game over. I think a lot of the times, like, a lot of preachers will say, like, you confuse yourself. Like, the things you're going in your head, like, you are not putting there. Like, like you said, like, the devil is like, 100%. hey, it's okay. Or, like, it can be insecurities or whatever. A lot of the things you're telling yourself is not you telling yourself. Like, that is some unnatural, not good That's things true. telling you some true. things. My family, it dates back. Like, I, I think I've told y'all before that my family, it's a hereditary disease or disorder or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's liver. And when people hear that, I talked to my dad about it a few days ago. And he said that when people hear that, they think it's because of drinking. It's not, or not in our case, at least. I don't know if it can be, but it's basically this thing. It's a hereditary disease or disorder, or just something wrong with our livers on my dad's side. So it happened with his his great-grand, no, his grandmother, I believe. I don't know any older or anything like that, but I know her, my granddad, my dad, me and my brother, my kids, and their kids, whoever. It was just going to keep on going. But didn't come from drinking alcohol, but drinking alcohol makes it a much worse. It lets your liver swell, lets all this stuff happen. So, Please. so I've had, I'm pretty scared about that in general. Cause I mean, if I drink too much, I can die just from yeah. that. Just, not like drunk driving or nothing like that. But, um, and then my grandmother, she told me when I was probably six or seven years old, as long as I can remember, I was a little kid and she told me, Multiple times throughout, then that's the first time I remember her saying it. But that as soon as she figured out that I, my mother was pregnant with me, that she'd been praying that if any drug, alcohol, or tobacco ever entered my body, I'd be sick as a dog. So whenever she told me that, I mean, I was kind of scared then. And I mean, as a little kid, no little kid ever thinks it's okay to drink or nothing. I was just like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to worry about that at all. There's no way I ever drink because all yeah. I see is just this bad stuff come from it. Or I'm like, that's not good. That's not what I'm raised to do so i mean of course i was like oh no i'd never do such a thing but i mean now i haven't been tempted from it i mean i've, I've been tempted about other things of course but 
drinking and drugs and stuff like that has never been a thing I've really had to struggle with at all. Yeah. I've always, even before I got saved, I just, I've been in situations where I could, like I was at a friend's house one time and not really a friend. I don't talk, I haven't talked to him in a really, really long time, but I was at his house and his parents had drank and I didn't know that. And we went down to his garage for something. He said, follow me. And he opened up a cooler and he like grabbed like liquor and stuff and mm-hmm. put it in his pocket that he was going to sneak up there for us to drink. I mean, no, no, no. We got up there and this was like right after I got saved too. So I'm over here praying the whole time, like the only way up there. <laughs> Trey is Dude, like, Lord, I got a, sh- me right now. I got a strong <laughs> dose of Jesus on me right now. <laughs> this is like the first time I hang out with somebody after I get saved. I'm telling you, this is not even a month later. Wow. So. I'm praying in my head. I'm like, all right, Lord, you got to do something. Let me get out of this situation. If you can, if you can please make my mom call me or give me an excuse to come home, I promise you I'll get out of here. Or if you'll just let him forget about it or something. And he brought it up there to his room and we went in there and he, I don't remember what he did with it, but he didn't say nothing about it. He didn't drink it. He didn't offer none of it to me or nothing. I mean, that was a blessing, thankfully. But I mean, I wasn't tempted to do it at all, but I was so glad that it never got whipped out because i mean i mean i of course i would have said no but that yeah um, that stuff just makes you nervous i don't like being mm-hmm. real like peer pressure yeah right 100 percent. and that's also a thing i have talked to harley about is like personal convictions like maybe taking a sip of alcohol is not biblically wrong but what if you have like a personal conviction that you think like and you know alcohol is wrong and you know it's bad you know you shouldn't do it and you just ignore that and that comes to so many things maybe like the clothing you wear or whatever just like i feel like people like forget about that like forget about personal convictions and stuff and they just dig so deep in the bible trying to find the answer that they want they go to people to find answers that they want when they know like they just have a conviction about it that it's not right yeah piggybacking off of that real quick um so there's a bible verse romans 14 verse 13 let us therefore judge let us not therefore judge one another anymore but judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or an association to fall in his brother's way so if you are a christian a saved christian going to heaven when you never you die um i'm just gonna bust out in song right now (laughs) go harley (laughs) um you should not be like how your friend was like putting a bottle like kind of in the way to tempt you to drink and everything like kind of setting that temptation there if you are like that you should not be doing that to anybody if you are a christian you should not be putting any kind of stumbling block any kind of temptation in somebody else's way whether that is alcohol drugs um sex or you know any of the other sins whatever it is um those are just like the big main popular ones that everybody preaches on right. but even just something as small as gossip okay. um, <laughs> jack let's keep it on the big thing <laughs> <laughs> just even something as small as that like you shouldn't be doing that stuff in front of your other like brothers and sisters in yeah. Christ. because you're all there for one reason like you're there for a big main goal is to spread the gossip the gossip no to spread the gospel <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I repeat that. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> spread the gospel yeah. to as many people as you can. Right. Just spread the love of Jesus and everything. Yeah. So, you know. And, like, you also have to think, how does alcohol, like, make you look as a child of God to the outside world? Like, me and Harley have talked about this, about, like, maybe on Friday night, you know biblically, you know your limits, and you know biblically you should not be drunk. So, you go and you get one beer, 
you leave right after that. But while you were there, somebody saw you drinking that beer. That's all they saw. And on Sunday morning, that same person comes to visit your church. They see you on the first or second row, and you're all in. And you know being drunk is wrong. So when the preacher starts preaching on it, you're like, amen. Yeah, I'm right there with you. But that one guest saw you at that bar Friday night. And, and it's like, this church is full of hypocrites like yeah you like hypocrite like you're two-faced like no like that's just and that then i don't want to say ruins your testimony because that's like a big thing i don't want to ruin my testimony like it's very i mean but all in all it kind of does yeah it just makes you just like that does not represent like christ to me personally and i'm sure it wouldn't to a visitor coming in trying to find a church yeah. like i'm gonna be honest this world kind of like tells everybody don't care about what other people think about you or what other people say about you and all this and all that but honestly yes. you really should yeah because you are representing christ yeah. you should care what people think about you because people are supposed to be seeing christ through you yeah like find your limit don't be like i shouldn't do my hair this color because john doesn't like it yeah that's no don't care about no, that but, but <laughs> drinking alcohol no <laughs> yes like i don't like they might see me like this they might do like this how will they think of me because you are representing christ so it is important to think what will they think of me because that's what they will think of christ well that's like brother tyler he was preaching i think it was our last morning service at camp he said that he was off i can't remember if it was vacation or if he was going to some meeting or something but it was him and his wife in his car and he had not been paying attention to the gps and they didn't got like 20 minutes off y'all probably remember where y'all know i'm going yeah he there he's trying to find a place to turn around and the closest place was a liquor store and he drove past it and his wife was like hey you could have turned around right there he said no in my look if somebody was here and somebody that i pastor sees my car or me through the window or something coming out of this liquor store ain't no way yeah ain't nobody gonna let them ruin my testimony they or like a visitor or something see me like that and they come into church they see me preaching like hey i saw that guy coming out of the liquor store the other day he said, there's no way I'm doing anything like that. Exactly. I'm like, it's not trying to make it sound like a cult thing. Like, oh, they can't seem like this because we're all in this cult. And we got it. Like, you know what I mean? But you're literally representing someone so holy. And by, like, participating in something so not and so gross and so dangerous. Like, you know what I mean? That just doesn't go. Get Ava a pulpit right now. <laughs> Y'all, I have got to preach. <laughs> First Timothy chapter 2 and 3. Here we go. Trey's going to start preaching <laughs> at me. But one more thing that I do have to say, okay. I don't know if I will eventually any after this, but like you were saying about how drunk drivers or something, you said, don't even get me started on drunk drivers. Yeah. Short story. I won't go into details. There was a guy that I went to school with. He graduated last year, not a month ago, but a year before that class of 2022. And I had gym class with him. Actually, I played basketball with him a pretty good bit, just about every day. Really? Mm-hmm. He was really cool. I liked him. And, uh, about two months ago, he was riding home from work, and a drunk driver hit him head on, and it killed him at the age of nineteen years old. So, I mean, tell me, tell me something good that comes from alcohol. You yeah. Then tell me something bad. I can tell you that. On. Hold on. Let me remind you of a topic really quick because he was talking about. No, I got it. I got it. It's okay. right there. Gotcha. Let's me- go. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> me and you were talking about earlier about how. You should, like, people drink and, like, do drugs and all this stuff. People try to do that to, like, escape reality yep. and everything. They want to feel better about themselves. They feel more confident whenever they drink alcohol. All these different things. The three points. You should be running to God for that. Yeah. Your stress relief, stop smoking, go run to God. You're upset about losing your girlfriend, 
stop drinking, go run to God. Yeah. Like, all these different they, things. You're not confident enough to go and talk, walk up to a girl and ask her for her number. Um, I don't know what, what kind of drugs you do for that one, but... <laughs> You'll figure it out. <laughs> Wait, no, people drink at bars to gain more confidence. Stop drinking, go run to God. God will give you the confidence. There's a little saying that's, like, kind of a popular thing. It's called Godfidence. Yeah, that's legit. Being confident in God. Going to those things is legit making alcohol your God because that's what you're running to. They talked about that in preaching tonight. I'm so glad I remembered that. <sighs> Get it, Harley. Okay, Trey? <laughs> I was going to say a little while ago how I was going to feed off of something that Ava said that reminded me of it again, hopefully this time. Third time's a charm. From things to go to alcohol or to any other kind of sin instead of going to God. That's that empty void in your heart. So whether, I mean, I'd say, what, what, what would y'all say? Probably eight, nine times out of ten, that'll probably be like a salvation deal. Mm-hmm. Whether you try, you're trying to fill all these voids or something in your life, everybody's like, oh, if I only had this girl, if I had if I had this truck, if I had this house, if I had yeah. this land, then I'll be set for life. I mean, that's how my pastor was. He said, if I, he said, if I marry that girl, my life would be complete. And he did. That's my pastor's wife now. But um, he got saved after that, and that was the void that he was missing. Yeah, so, but it was God that filled the void, not Miss Tanya. I mean, I love her, but she didn't. But. No voids filled there. No. He still loves you, Miss Tanya. <laughs> okay, what I was going to ask Trey is, um, what do you feel? Because you were saying name one good thing. So how do you feel? Because a lot of it is a culture thing. Like from personal experience, a lot of things is a culture. Like Europeans, like wine's just a thing. They have like, and not just culture, but like everywhere there's like wine tastings just so people can taste and they can pair with foods and no nothing like harm ever comes out of it and then like socially drinking you're just with friends like you're just having a glass of wine what do you feel about that because that is good like it brings joy and then the bible they use it as medicine like i'm just naming some good things and i just want to know your opinion on that okay so like you were saying not getting drunk not being addicted nothing like that uh, being cultural, not all cultures are good, which I would say if your culture is like you have to drink or something like that. I mean, I, I would not be totally for that by any means, but that's like a part of my dad's testimony. I mean, he was he was growing up and he got saved when he was 14. His mom got saved, I think, like a week before or something like that. And his dad got saved shortly after. I mean, just very shortly after. But uh, before that, his dad raised him up to be a man who works for what he got, take care of his kids, take care of his wife, do all these things. But he didn't teach him nothing about God because he didn't know about it. He was lost. So uh, like you said about culture, I mean, if that's just what you're raised up to believe, that doesn't mean it's right. So that's like if somebody's raised being an atheist, like their whole family, you're just atheist. That's all you know is atheist, atheist, atheist. Yeah. At some point, you will be presented the gospel and fall under conviction. And then that's, that's yeah. your that's a good point and i always told dad too i was like i may think that taking a sip of alcohol is okay that may be something i've always said like i don't want to but i'm not gonna say it's biblically wrong because i really haven't found that but i would like when it comes to like marrying somebody i would like much rather marry someone who is so against it it's like it's wrong in all areas because they stand for that and I don't have to worry about them becoming an alcoholic and like beating the crap out of me one day you know what I mean or going out and killing someone else and being in jail for the rest of their life like like I don't have to worry about that when they're so like just set on alcohol is wrong 
Okay, we gotta leave it with this. I have a fun fact about fun alcohol. Because I oh. feel like it's a topic. We should have a fun fact. Yes? No? Okay, don't like it like that. So, You're done. If, you, <laughs> if you Google, um, like, wine, it'll give you, like, the definitions. Like, wine's, like, fermented grapes. But there's a verb to wine. There's a verb. There's a verb, guys. And it is entertaining someone with drinks and a meal. I don't know. That's just what it is, okay? That's I always look back at the Bible, and there's, like, there's a noun and a verb that tells you where to go. Hey, I was today years old whenever I learned that there was a verb to alcohol. Alcohol bad. Alcohol bad! Yeah, just quick summary. We basically come to the conclusion... Alcohol bad. Alcohol bad. Alcohol bad. And you were asking, I think it was Harley, asking me if it was a sin. Like if you had a sleepover with your girlfriend or something. Like <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. During our that's podcast. Yep. Sin. The sin is. What could happen? The fornication. So it's just too risky. Like it's not it's a tempting. sin to sleep in the same bed, but it's, there's too much temptation and stuff involved. As Jeremy would say, um, it's like going to bed and sleeping on a bag of cocaine. Like, I might breathe it in. I might not. But sleeping on a bag of cocaine, pretty hard to not breathe it in. If you want to take a sip of alcohol or have a glass of wine where you are not drunk, then that is not a sin. But do not tempt yourself. But don't. If you know that that's not a good idea, don't well, do it. That's like that verse I said in James. It was like, to him that no good and doeth it not, to him it is a sin or something. Yeah. I gotta find it. I can't yeah. exactly. I think that was actually pretty close. But. And your verse about judging, when it says, uh, like, not to be a stumbling block, it also says not to judge. So, yeah. if someone can, yeah. with limits, drink their glass of wine, we are not to be judging them because they are staying biblical. They are not addicted. They are completely fine. And we are not to be judging because then we are in the wrong and they are not. That's between them and God. Amen. Okay. Well, alcohol bad. We sum that up. Okay, guys. Well, God bless America and everything in it, especially the things in it. Bigger than the fear that